It's Mailbox Monday, which is my weekly episode dedicated to answering your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more. The link is in the description if you have a question that you'd like to see answered in an upcoming episode. Today's question is from Matthew, says, how do you do marketing that brings value to people? Not just do classic marketing that just sells, but bring value and emotions. And that's a great question, Matthew. That's what we're going to dive into in today's show. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. Okay, before we dive in, today's episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. Specifically, I want you to check out the value first funnel strategy, which is very relevant to today's topic and something it's it's a training that I haven't talked about much recently. It's an incredibly valuable training about how to use education based marketing to deliver value to your prospects and then get them to take action to buy your products, your services, your offers. The link is in the description to the value first funnel strategy. That's yet another training that you get instant streaming access to when you join BTMS Insiders. It's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training. So you pay one low fee, you get access to everything, including the value first funnel strategy. So if this is interesting to you, check that out. All right. So a good offer. Uh, how, how do you do marketing that brings value to people? A good offer solves problems, right? Your prospect has a problem. Your offer, whether it's a product, service, some combination thereof, information, product, whatever it is, it is designed to solve a problem. That problem could be a lack of something or it could be a desire for something, right? But either way, it's solving the problem, right? And if you want to solve that problem with your offer and you want to provide value in your marketing, what you can do is you can make your marketing about solving the problem that the offer solves, okay? So even if you're selling an information product, like I sell information on Breakthrough Market or on BTMS Insiders, in BTMS Insiders, in all my training, I sell information on how to do copywriting, how to do marketing. All of this marketing content that I'm putting out, this education-based marketing, is about solving the same problems. You just have an opportunity to go deeper when you buy BTMS Insiders training. So when you make your marketing about solving that problem, what you're doing is you're creating a very important reaction in your prospect. You're creating the reaction of, hey, this person gets me. They understand the problem that I want to have solved. They're helping me solve the problem. They're they're helping like they're giving me value to help me solve this problem. And presumably they understand what they're talking about, about the solution to the problem. So if they're going to offer me a solution to the problem, maybe I should buy it. And honestly, like that, that reaction that you're getting out of them by solving the problem in your marketing content and your education based marketing, that that reaction that you're getting out of them is creating a sense of knowing of liking of trusting, which is that classical KLT formula for sales. Nobody's going to buy from you until they feel like they know you, they like you and they trust you. This is this will create that by helping them solve the problem even before they have made a purchase from you by helping them make a buying decision. 
then you will predispose them to choosing you when it's time to actually spend money on solving the problem. Now, I want to go a lot deeper with this. I have frequently taught my PISA copywriting formula, and that is problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, and ask or action. I know that I sometimes confuse people by kind of combining those things. If you're writing the copy, you want to make an ask, but you're trying to get the prospect to take action. So you're asking for action. So um, I've, I've taught this, this formula and it works in copywriting to connect with them on the basis of their problem, to reinforce the emotional agitation around not having that problem solved, to invalidate other solutions, to present your unique solution to the problem, and to ask them for action, right? To ask them to take action. Well, it also is this huge like Pandora's box that you can open up of potential education-based marketing content that is valuable to your prospect, to the prospects in your market, to write about the different aspects, to create content about the different aspects of PISA. So we'll start at the top. And actually, probably a large percentage of your content should be focused at the top in terms of just sheer volume, although I would recommend building from the bottom up first. Um, because the bottom up is going to give you the hottest prospects first. It's also going to give you a place to send the, co the colder prospects once they are engaging with that problem-based content. So um, the, the, the problem-based content, you help the prospect define the problem. You help them understand the problem. So let's say... It, I, I, I like to I like to use like a medical problem as an example, just because so so many of us are familiar with having a, a medical problem, and it's it is roughly the same process. So, um, if we start to have symptoms, we want to identify the symptoms of the problem, right? There's so so we start to have symptoms, and it's like oh I have a stuffy nose, what could it be? I have I have a headache, what could it be? I have um, itchy skin on my stomach, what could it be? Like all these different symptoms that we might have, right? We, we want to start to understand how those symptoms add up to a specific problem. So you take somebody who, who starts to have some symptoms and they're on WebMD and they're searching, what do all these symptoms mean? All of this stuff. What they're trying to do is understand and define the problem. Because in order to solve the problem, you have to have a clear definition of it. So in terms of creating value-based, value-first, education-based marketing. If you can help your prospects see how the symptoms that they're experiencing add up to a problem, a, a well-defined problem that they can understand, and that they presumably then would be able to find a solution to, then that is providing a lot of value. And like it's creating this experience, this emotional experience of, oh, this person like really understands what's going on with me. Thank goodness, right? Thank goodness they understand this problem. And they're helping me understand this problem. That's awesome. I can trust them, right? So we help define and understand the problem and how the symptoms contribute to the problem. So that's one layer of value-first, education-based content. The next layer, because once we have a problem, uh, we need to take action. And we usually don't take action until there's this like emotional buildup of uh, the consequences of not solving the problem outweigh the, the, the work required to actually figure out a solution. So uh, for example, you have a stuffy nose, 
you don't necessarily think, oh, I need to go to the doctor about this, but you have a stuffy nose, you have a fever, it's lasted three days, like, oh, suddenly I need some extra medical attention, right? Because the agitation of the problem being unsolved is a bigger problem than that, um, that, that inconvenience of going to the doctor's office solving the problem. So somebody starts to understand that they have a problem, they start to have a clear definition of the problem, that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna take action. And so some of your content designed to create value is to help them agitate the emotional experience of having the problem, to help them understand why the problem needs to be solved, to help them define, like, does this problem need to be solved for me? Here's why, right? And help them understand the consequences of not solving the problem. So there could be short-term, like, uh, not a lot of consequences, but some problems, the consequences of not solving them accumulate through time. And so providing content around, here's why the problem needs to be solved, here's the consequences of not implementing some kind of solution, right? To help them understand that from a place of benevolence, not from a place of trying to manipulate them into taking action when they don't need to, but helping them understand why taking action is so important, that is providing them value, right? Um, and so we have problem, we have agitation. Up next, we have invalidation. So when we are going through any kind of buying processes, usually we are comparing different options, right? We're comparing potential solutions. And your job as the marketer of your offer, your product, your service, is to provide value by helping them compare different potential solutions. And so one example of this is like those features tables that you see on software websites. Oh, we have these different features, but these other software have these different features. And, you know, usually those are built so that the page of, you know, so so the software whose site you're browsing looks the best, right? Um, that's really what this invalidation process is. You're comparing the potential solutions you're giving these people an understanding of what the different approaches are. It also is helpful to understand that there are more uh, there are more different potential solutions than your direct competitors. So you may provide some kind of service, right? They may consider products. They may consider a book. They may consider some kind of do-it-yourself solution. They may consider not doing anything about like. And not solving the problem is a potential solution because they can just decide that they don't care and then it's then that's their solution to the problem. And so your job in this marketing, if you're going to provide value in content that's that's designed around this premise of invalidation, is you want to compare potential solutions, including non like offers that may not be perceived as direct competitors, as well as solutions that may not be perceived as direct competitors. So product services, do it yourself, not doing anything, et cetera. Creating content around that is a way of providing value. And next up, this starts to get into things that may look a lot more like the traditional marketing you might think of, uh, which is the solution. So we did problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, or solution, right? And um, the solution is what you're doing here is you're defining the buying criteria. So if we went through the invalidation step correctly, we should have a pretty good understanding of like, here's why different solutions are inferior. The flip side of that 
of that listing out is that you are defining what a good solution looks like. So you're defining the buying criteria for an effective solution to this problem. And this is immensely beneficial to your prospect because if you are an expert in your marketplace, and here we're, this whole process taps into Jay Abraham's strategy of preeminence, where even if your prospect does not do business with you, you should aim to be the preeminent provider of value in your marketplace, helping them make the right decision for themselves, even if that includes going to a competitor and buying that competitor's product. When you are defining the buying criteria for a solution, if you have this need, this is what your solution needs to contain. If you have this need, this is what your solution needs to contain. If you're looking for this, this is what your solution needs to contain. When you define the buying criteria and show how your solution matches the different items on the buying criteria, you are providing immense value to your prospect. And this is a place where you can, again, provide value through education-based marketing. It should also be a place where you are explaining the uniqueness of your solution. I'm thinking in particular about, uh, well, a couple different things. So um, one, I used to sell IT training, and one of the distinguishing factors of our IT training was it wasn't done with PowerPoint slides. It was done, the, the trainers actually had these whiteboards, and they scribbled with their scribbly handwriting on the whiteboard, and it showed up on your screen. And, um, and some people really didn't like that. But, uh, but, but that component of it, that was, that was one thing where if somebody was a training manager at a big company, usually that would be enough to disqualify them from buying our particular training. And we would send them to somebody that had pretty presentations. But our trainers were also the people who wrote the exam questions on the exams for the certifications that they were training towards. And so that uniqueness of our solution would cause most of the people who actually wanted to get the certification or understand the technology to actually choose us. So we were explaining the uniqueness of the solution there. Um, and with that said, that taps into the next thing that I wanted to say is sharing the advantages of specific solutions, that, including not your solution. So when we would talk to somebody and all they cared about was a pretty presentation, we would send them to somebody else. But if they cared about having the great content from the great trainers, then we would share the advantage of our solution there, right? Another uniqueness of your solution project that I've talked about a few times was my uh, was my client who sold the the backup solar generator that was built inside a Faraday cage which is a, a concept from electronics it's it's basically a metal case that allows electricity to disperse around anything that's inside of the container and so by building this backup solar generator inside a a Faraday cage, right? It was it was a metal box, right? But inside a Faraday cage, if there was a, a, a electromagnetic pulse, a big burst of electromagnetic energy, uh, the idea was that this was built to disperse that energy around the sensitive electronics inside of it, so that you would have um, you would have power after an emergency caused a, a power grid emergency caused by an electromagnetic pulse. So we explain the uniqueness of that solution and how it would provide advantages in this situation that no other backup solar generator would uh, would provide that you know that 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 type of power continuity in a situation like that. So again, we're just defining the buying criteria for an effective solution in that case. Like we define that as the buying criteria, right? And then action. Um, action 
so much of the value in this is just, hey, here's a great offer. Here's a reason to act now. Here's why you should act now. Here's like any kind of reason to get them to take action. And this is not typically the focus of education-based marketing, although all education-based marketing should point towards something to get them to take action now. And specific to that, I want to talk about how this all fits together. So in all cases, uh, and I teach this in the value first funnel strategy in a lot more depth, uh, in all cases, you want to always give them a next step. So somebody engages with a, you know, agitation based piece of content, like why this problem needs to be solved sooner rather than later, then you need to give them a next step that's going to push them into how to solve the problem, including the invalidation of other solutions, etc. Um, if and, and really, that next step should be tied to the next step in the PISA process. That's why at the beginning of this, I talked about building from the bottom up. And so you may have a, a really good offer page that just explains your solution, why it's unique, why it's superior, and then gives them a, a, a reason to act now, right? Gives them a reason to take action. And that's a fairly basic like product description type page, right? Solution, action. Then if you build your content um, in the right way, if you create problem content, then it needs to go through problem, agitation, invalidation, and then point them to solution and action. If you build agitation content, presumably people are arriving there because they have some definition on some understanding of the problem. And so you may just reinforce the fact that this is about this problem, but then you focus on the agitation, then you focus on the invalidation of the difficulty of, of defining the right solution, then, then you point them to, and here's our solution, and here's why you should take action immediately. So you're always giving them a next step, and you're giving them a next step based on where it falls in the PISA process. And so when you do this value-first marketing, when you do this education-based marketing, that's how you create marketing that brings value to people, is you're defining the problem that your offer solves, but then your marketing is helping them go through the process of solving that problem, including the buying decision-making process that leads to them buying your product or service. And if you want more, check out the value-first funnel strategy. The link is in the description. With every episode, every day, I'm here trying to help you increase your marketing genius one episode at a time, one breakthrough at a time. I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I look forward to catching you again in the next episode. I'll see you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.